0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic
0: Hits. I want to talk on a more positive note uh, with Katie Cohn.
1: Hi Niall, how are you?
0: And you are the mother of Charlotte, who has featured in the newspapers this weekend, because Charlotte is officially Ireland's smallest surviving baby. Something to be very proud of as well. It's a good, positive story.
1: Oh, I suppose, yeah, you're right. Um, I'm a very proud mum.
0: <laughs> and she, just to put this into perspective, she's less than half a bag of sugar. Yeah. So she's only 390 grams, which is yeah. smaller than a half a bag of sugar. She's tiny and she's yeah. beautiful. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, but, but explain to, to us now, she has something which doctors really don't understand. I'm going to try and pronounce this, but it's chronic histocytic intervalisosis. Iso- interval is that That's right? exactly
1: it. Yeah, oh, right, intervalisosis.
0: Okay. Yeah. And explain to me what that is or why, how that actually affects an unborn child or the born child.
1: So Charlotte doesn't actually have the condition. Um, my body creates the condition, shall we say. So it's actually like a placental disease. Okay. So basically the placenta ends its life before it should. It decides, no, not working anymore. And as a result, the baby starts to stop growing.
0: Okay, so the baby doesn't develop as quickly as it should. So, in other words, it's not feeding the baby anymore. Pretty much, yeah. Right, and at what stage in the pregnancy did you know this?
1: Um, I lost my little boy in 2017. And I'm
0: really sorry to hear that. It must have been a difficult time for you when your baby was... I I, I know we still use the word stillborn, but asleep is the word they use now, which I suppose is a nicer way of saying it, and that must have been very difficult for you and your partner at the time.
1: It was, but you know what? He got us to where we are with Charlotte. Mm Mm-hmm. So I always think quite fondly of it.
0: Okay. And what was his name?
1: His name was Vincent Patrick.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. And he'd be remembered um, as well. He'd be remembered as well in this story too, which is a good thing too.
1: That's it. You know, he really did give us an opportunity to get to where we are. We had a placental pathology done after he was still born. So that showed us the chronic hystasytic intervaliosis, which okay. gave us the chance to research it.
0: And is that genetic? Is it something that's genetic?
1: No, they've absolutely no idea. Um, They think it could be like an autoimmune disease that creates it. So Mm -hmm. there could be something underlying in my immune system. There's other people I've spoken to and it's just luck of the draw. And how, I
0: mean, is it quite rare? I know in the UK and France, you were saying that they've learned to deal with this, where the baby can go full term. But in Ireland, we haven't really learned to deal with it yet.
1: No, and even then in the UK and France, it's very much case studies that have gotten them to where they are. Different treatments, different drugs seem to work for different people. So it's very trial and error. It's not something that you can say a heparin and aspirin are going to do the job and you'll have a successful pregnancy. But that might work for somebody, but it didn't work for
0: me. So how many weeks pregnant were you when the baby was delivered?
1: I was 27 weeks pregnant.
0: Okay, so that's really young. But I mean, it's still, it, it, 27 weeks is okay. I mean, if you're going down to the 23s and 24s, it can be very dangerous, of course. But our yeah, heart wasn't fully formed at that stage, was so still...
1: So basically, in premature babies before, well, in babies in general, before they're born, a, an artery stays open within their heart to allow blood flow to the lungs. Mm. Babies who are born prematurely don't get to go to full term, so they're born with that little part still open. Generally, after two to three months, it'll close over itself, but Charlotte wasn't. Okay. So they put her on a course of paracetamol, just Calpol, for about five days, and it seems to have done the job.
0: <laughs> right, okay. And and how is she now? She, I mean, this is obviously in June when she was born. How is she How
1: is she now? She's great. She's absolutely thriving. She's growing. I think the nurses get a laugh out of me because I ring every night. kind going, oh, what weight is she now?
0: And what weight is she now?
1: She's two kilos. Two kilos, day. two
0: bags of sugar now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when,
0: when she was born first, obviously she was in, I'm assuming she was in an incubator.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you were room holding
0: room. her, I can only imagine what it must have been like holding her because she'd literally be the size of your hand or smaller than the size of your hand. It must have been, you know, you must have been, oh my God, I'd be afraid I might hurt her.
1: Pretty much, yeah. It was absolutely terrifying. And the nurses in there are absolutely incredible. The confidence they have in holding them moving her, changing her nappy, I just couldn't understand it How do you
0: change a nappy on a baby that small?
1: (laughs) This is this, you know, like I have a picture on my Instagram of one of her first nappies on my hand, just so you can see the size. It's like
0: something off a Barbie doll. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it is, and even then it was too big on her at first. So when she grew out of it, I couldn't understand it, I was just... So happy.
0: I hope you're going to keep all those as momentums. Obviously not a used one, but but I hope you're going to keep <laughs> all those as mementos. And I mean, w- of course, when she gets older and grows up, she'll now know that she's a, a record breaker, so to speak, which is something as well, which is a very positive part of the story that she yeah. officially goes down as the smallest baby in the country. But
1: this is a, you know. The fear landed at the time that now she was going to survive that way things were going to happen. And she really has defeated the odds.
0: Yeah, and you must have been terrified at that time when they were delivering her 27 weeks. It must have been a terrifying, you know, moment for you.
1: Yeah, honest, it all happened so quickly. I think even on the pregnancy, I was quite guarded for the whole duration of it out of fear that we'd end up with a loss again. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose it's something that I probably should have relaxed more about at the time, both. Yeah. I suppose and, your mind takes over. And what's it
0: like for you? Because you live in Arklow, of course, and she was born in Hollow Street, so she's still there, obviously. She hasn't been discharged yet. Uh, no, so you're up and down hurting. like a yo-yo?
1: Yeah, I am. Um, so between for For the moment, you are doing that every three hours. So I generally... The bus is the cheapest option, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, the parking in Dublin City is absolutely crazy. It's pointless,
0: yeah. pointless.
1: Especially when you're in for maybe five to eight hours a day. Mm. so it all ups up quite quickly so I mean, the same with lunches as well like I try to do a shop but like life at home just doesn't exist anymore so I just get the bus up
0: I mean it must I be guess. it must be really hard for you to leave the hospital as well without her every day you know because you're dying to get her out of the hospital I imagine
1: yeah I am I'm itching to get her home but I suppose leaving her in the hospital has gotten easier it's gone on now the first time we left the first night we left Mm. as far as Donnybrook and I burst into tears.
0: And he looked
1: at me and he was like, What's wrong? And I was like, It's the furthest I've ever been away from her.
0: I want to bring then her home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, can, I can imagine. Yeah. And you were upset and the hormones were everywhere as well exactly. into the bargain. So, when do, you, when do you think she might get discharged?
1: I really don't know. They say they give you about 48 hours be going home they have to be take they have to be to at least 2.2 kilograms then they have to be breathing well and feeding well so we're still on oxygen support at the moment she's on high flow on one of the lowest settings and we actually tried her without oxygen yesterday for three hours and she managed really well but it's trying to combine everything so she's working really hard when she's being introduced to these things so she's burning a lot of calories
0: And did I read this right? Because, of course, you know, you didn't have 26 weeks worked before Charlotte was born, you don't actually qualify for maternity leave.
1: Yeah, pretty much so. Because I'd lost my son in 2017 because of anxiety and depression after the loss of him, Mm -hmm. I was out of work for the remainder of that year. So I hadn't worked the 26 weeks. Then I had a miscarriage last year in January and I went back to work, but it just wasn't... I couldn't devote my time to work and research how to have a successful pregnancy. Yeah. So I had to make the decision that I needed to look after myself.
0: Okay, so you didn't have enough work, weeks worked to qualify no. for maternity benefit.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: And is there no exceptions to that rule? I mean, when you look at the situation you've had that you've had your stillbirth, you had a miscarriage, um, is there no exceptions to that rule? Do they not, not have some sort of exceptions to that rule when you have a difficult time?
1: From what I've seen, not really. I've been on the Children in Hospital Ireland website, and they're doing a survey at the moment about the hidden costs of parents, I suppose, being off work while they have a child or a baby in hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually filled that out myself because I thought it was quite interesting to see that, you know, I'm not the only person.
0: Particularly if you have a difficult pregnancy, you know moment. what I mean, and I know there are women who have a lot more difficulties than you might have. Particularly if you have a difficult pregnancy or something goes wrong or whatever, and you have to take extra time off, it could be but very things. yeah.
1: I see mums that are in Hollisteries from different parts of the country, like Donegal, Mayo, Wexford, and they have children at home, so they're trying to balance normal life with the kids with the cost and expenditure of that, as well as trying to feed themselves, look after themselves and find accommodation in Dublin. And like that, i sure how long they're going to be in hospital. Mm.
0: And so have you got a ballpark idea, Katie, when, when Charlotte might be out, so everybody can get a photograph and we can, <laughs> and we can post it <laughs> all over the internet. Have you got a ballpark? Um, well, I, well, I'm assuming definitely it'll be by Christmas anyway, but um, somewhere in the next two months maybe?
1: Yeah, definitely. I do think so. One of the nurses said to me the other day, I think, of Halloween. And then, you know, I go in yesterday and she's off oxygen and I didn't think she'd be off oxygen for maybe another two weeks. So it really depends on her. I'm hoping maybe in the next two to four weeks.
0: Okay. That sounds well, positive, yeah. And my, by the way, my researchers off. and producers are shouting in my ear now, can you bring her in so we can see her? Of <laughs> course. <laughs> so he wanted to bring her in so he could take a photograph
1: why <laughs> oh not
0: and she's absolutely she at- I was looking at the picture there today and she looks absolutely adorable I have oh, to say oh
1: thank you and I'm sure thank everybody
0: you. is wishing you the best because people all over the country of course have read the story of this record breaking baby and, I'm oh, su- this I- is- and we wish her well and we hope wish her good health and wish you good health how are you by the way Katie?
1: I'm good. I'm tired. I'm not going to I'm tired. And people kind of say, oh, you know, when you get, when she gets home now, you'll have a different level of tiredness. And I'm like, no, because I won't have to get No, she'll open down to hospitals at the moment.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. I'll be able to go out, do a shop, lock up and enjoy it all. <laughs> and is she feeding, by
0: the way, at the moment? Or are they still feeding her through tubes and stuff like that? Or?
1: So she's mainly on tube feeds, but they are introducing bottles. Right, okay. So, bottles, when she... Absolutely,
0: goes all Right, okay. So, one, so, so once she's kind of independent in that sense, you know, she'll be able to go home. I know, because a friend of mine there recently, or when I say recently, a couple of years ago, had twins, well, his wife had twins. He, did, he didn't have them, but she the wife had them, and they were both born at 23 weeks.
1: Wow, oh my goodness. And they were,
0: they were tiny, and the two of them now are two of the brightest buttons you will ever see. I mean they they went to to a hard time with heart conditions and all sorts of things but everything is perfect and fine now and the two of them are out of the the, the danger zone and they're two little mad little things. (laughs) That's
1: incredible (laughs) it is, it's true. I think the paediatricians in this country are absolutely amazing. They work miracles every single day, you Mm, know.
0: Absolutely well Charlotte is certainly a miracle and she's your miracle and she always will be. (laughs)